Hello, hello, Black Healing Matters family. This is Danielle here at the Black Healing Matters podcast, where we offer you ideas to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing. And I'm really excited today because, you know, I decided on this Wednesday, and you know what Wednesday is, this Welcome Wellness Wednesday. That's right. Every Wednesday here on the Black Healing Matters podcast is Welcome Wellness Wednesday, where we really explore and grapple with ideas to hopefully usher in more wellness into our moments, to fill our moments with with uh, with health, with prosperity, with wellness, ultimate wellness. And so this, this is a series that we have been doing uh, for several weeks now, and we're now coming down to one of the final pillars, again, pillars of wellness. And so today, this pillar of wellness that we're going to discuss is spiritual wellness. And, you know, spirituality in general, if you Google the word spirituality, you, you end up with a lot of conversation about religion oftentimes. And so today, instead of me talking to you about, <laughs> about religion and uh, about um, spirituality, I thought it'd be best if I, uh, if I got somebody a lot more qualified to talk about this. So I'm going to be playing part of an interview done on the Michael Imhotep show on the Empowerment Network. And this interview, is, of interviewee rather, is Professor James Smalls, who is a very well-known professor. And then he's talking, in this interview, he's talking about African spirituality. This is truly fascinating stuff. And I hope that you get as much from this as I did. Again, this is not my interview. This is Michael Imhotep of the Michael Imhotep Show on the African History Network, Empowerment Radio Network as well. So stay tuned and enjoy. I love you. Stay blessed. And as always, Black Healing Matters. Welcome back to the Michael M. Hotep Show on the Apartment Radio Network, where knowledge is power. All right, we want to welcome everybody to uh, the second hour of tonight's show. We have to give a shout-out to some of our affiliate radio stations that broadcast the Michael M. Hotep Show. WCBQ, 1340 a.m. in Oxford, North Carolina. WHNC, 890 a.m. in Henderson, North Carolina. WBOK, 1230 a.m. in New Orleans, Louisiana. WOLB, 1010 a.m. in Baltimore, Maryland. You can also listen to the show by downloading the TuneIn Radio app to your Android phone, your iPhone, your BlackBerry, your tablet and search for Empowerment Radio Network, Empowerment Radio Network, or go to TuneIn.com and search for Empowerment Radio Network, Empowerment Radio Network. All right, on the line we have Professor James Small. You've heard him on the Michael M. Hotep show before. You may have uh, seen him in a documentary. Uh, okay, uh, okay, we have him calling back in. Okay, you may have... Uh, Seen him in the documentary Hidden Colors 2, The uh, Triumph of Melanin. You may have heard him on the uh, uh, 
before on the Michael M. Hotep show. Um, he has uh, taught uh, for a number of years at the college level. He's taught um, he's taught courses uh, dealing with uh, uh, Pan-African studies, Pan-Africanism. Uh, he's taught for over 15 years at the City University of New York, including 13 years at the City College of New York's Black Studies Department, 13 of those years also serving as an administrator in two years at New York City Technical College. Now, Professor Small has also taught courses on Pan-Africanism, Malcolm X, and on comparative uh, religions which included several African spiritual systems titled uh, African Religion and Survival. In two years at uh, New York City Technical College teaching the course African Folklore and Religion. Okay. All right. And, uh, okay, I know we're trying to get him back on the line. Okay. Um, so we'll have him on in a few minutes. Okay, all right, they're trying to get him back on the line. Okay, good. Um, now, he's also uh, taught Bora and in Africa. Uh, he's also taught crime in urban community and urban crisis and issues. Now, Professor James Small has been a member of the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilizations, better known as ASCAC. Association for the Classical Association for the Study of Classical African Civilizations for 14 years. He has served as president of, of ASCAC Eastern Region for two years, where he worked and studied with uh, Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Yosef Ben Yakinen, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, Dr. Asa Hilliard, Dr. Wade Nobles, Dr. Amos Wilson, and Dr. Francis Francis Cress Wilson just to name a few. And I've interviewed Dr. Dr. Jeffries is one of my teachers. Uh, Dr. John Henry Clark was uh, uh, a teacher to Professor Kaba Hiawatha Kamene, Booker T. Coleman, who we had on last night. Professor Kaba Kamene is one of my teachers. Also, Professor James Small is another one of my teachers as well. I've interviewed Dr. Francis Chris Wilson. Um, so uh, we're waiting on him to call back in. Uh, in the meantime, I want to... Uh, Okay, in the meantime, I want to let you know that uh, coming up uh, tomorrow, Friday, February 6th, at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History, they are doing the uh, a screening of the documentary hit, uh, uh, 500 years later, 500 years later. Now, this is part of ASALA, uh, the uh, ASALA Week Association for the Study of African American Life and History, and they're celebrating Woodson Week, Dr. Carter G. Woodson Week, and the Association for the Study of African American Life and History was the organization that he helped co-found. Now, this uh, screening is taking place 6 p.m. to about 8 p.m. Uh, 500 years later is a critically acclaimed, multi-award winning, compelling, and timeless journey filmed on five continents. It's infused with uh, the spirit and music of liberation. 500 years later, chronicle the struggle of a people who have fought and continue to essential human right self-determination. 500 years later, uh, after 500 years later, after the onset of the African Holocaust of enslavement and colonialism, Africans and people of African descent are struggling for basic freedoms. Why is this? Okay. Now uh, there'll be a questions and answer session. Uh, afterwards and I'm on that panel for questions and answers so definitely come on out it's a free event bring the family there'll be vendors there also be sure to be sure to visit the vendor table of the African History Network as well and uh, come on bring pen and pad to take notes ask questions I'm on the panel along with Malika Kinney Malika Kinney is uh, the co-founder of the Black Food Security Network he's also the co-founder of Insaroma Institute as well so it's going to be a good time um, 
and uh, you're going to learn a lot uh, Friday, February 6th, um, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We just posted this information on our Facebook fan page, the, Afri the African History Network. We're going to put it on our website. It'll be in the email newsletter that goes out tomorrow, okay, Friday. Uh, and very quickly, we're going to go to Professor Small in just a second here. But Saturday at the Charles H. Drake Museum, February 7th, uh, 12 noon to 8 p.m., the, there will be the first annual African World Bazaar. Now, this African World Bazaar is a unique marketplace drawing on influences from African diaspora and beyond, from textile garments to handsmith, jewelry, and handmade organic jams. African World Bazaar is bound to offer something special for everyone. Guests will also enjoy live performances, youth activities, arts and crafts demonstrations, and more. Okay, we're going to post this on our fan page also, The African History Network. This is taking place Saturday, February 7th at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History. It's a free event. I'll be there as well. We'll have a vendor table, The African History Network also. Um, so check that out as well. Okay, on the line we have Professor James Small. Uh, I want to welcome him to Hotep Show. How you doing, Professor Small? Hotep. Hotep, Brother Michael. I'm nursing a cold. You know, I was hanging out. Yes. Uh, in the Midwest all weekend from airport to airport trying to get home. Yes, um, I understand. But everything else is good. Things That's good. good. That's good, brother. Well, look, it's good to have you on. Always good to talk to you. I talked to you yesterday and earlier today. And um, I talked to Professor Griff uh, Tuesday night. And yes, uh, you, you and Professor Griff are doing a double lecture coming up uh, Saturday, February 14th in Atlanta. Yes. And um, you're going yes. to deal with African spirituality. Um, and tonight we want to talk about African spirituality awakening the God within and um, th because that's uh, some of what you're going to talk about and it, it's uh, we've talked about this before but it's extremely uh, important to deal with this subject matter um, and we're coming up on a break in a minute by introduction but why, why, why is something like this when we well first of all let's approach it this way what is African spirituality? Because usually when we hear about religion, we hear about Christianity, Islam, Judaism, but we don't hear about African spirituality. What is that? African spirituality is the understanding of nature and humans' relationship to nature and the cosmos and the African ancestors' interpretation of the principles that govern that relationship. Out of this fundamental understanding evolved Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Okay, and you talk about how Judaism, Christianity, and Islam took fragments from the periphery. Uh, fragments from the periphery of the yeah, African, African spiritual system. Yes, yes, okay. So, when we deal with African spirituality, okay, we're, we're, coming up, we're, we're about to go to break. We come back. We want to talk about when we deal with African spirituality, what are some of the most popular African spiritual systems and among which people are they practiced? We're going to get into this on the other side of the break. Okay, so just stand by. Welcome back to the Michael M. Hotep Show on the Empowerment Radio Network where knowledge is power. All right, we're speaking with Professor Jane Small and uh, we're talking about African spirituality awakening the God. All right, Professor Small, right before the break, you gave us a, a, a good, concise uh, overview of what African spirituality is or a definition of what African spirituality is. And one of the questions I had right before the break was, what are some of the most popular 
African spiritual systems and what are their names and, and, and which people are they practiced by? Pronounce that again, Condomble. Pronounce that again. Okay, Condomble. Condomble. Yes. yes. And then there's Lucome. That's what they call the tradition. One of the tradition practice in Cuba. And Santeria is the mm -hmm. tradition practice in Puerto Rico by Africans there. All mm -hmm. of them are practicing the very same system. The very same spiritual system, following the very same cosmology and the very same uh, laws of nature and relationship to nature. And how each culture uses religion as a tool to interpret that spirituality to themselves. Right. So if we look at the, the Yoruba, we'll see people who are very familiar with that one in North America where they talk about the Orishas. And some the Orishas are the gods, but no, there's no African word calling the Orishas gods. They are right. forces in nature. Mm -hmm. And these forces in nature, which Western science calls some of them the laws of nature, these forces in nature, are ancient Africans related to them just as we relate to this, the laws of nature today. How they function, how they affect us, how we affect them, how we impact on them, how they impact on us. And the idea is how do you keep keep harmony between you and all of the aspects of nature that you're able to and how do you keep harmony between you and the cosmology, the cosmos, the things above the earth that affects you every day and you affect them with your thoughts, with your actions and your behavior. And we're talking about matter and energy interacting with each other. But you teach this through allegory and through folklore and through um, um, metaphor as well as rituals and ceremonies and celebrations that involving dancing and music. It involves mastering the science of understanding herbology and the natural medicine that goes in the ecology and how to apply that medically to the lives of the people in the community you're living in. And that the Africans saw medicine as being a spiritual thing, not just a scientific thing. And so you didn't separate your science from your spirituality. Your spirituality and your science is what made it, and your, with your understanding of science that makes up your reality. So I often say spirituality is reality. It's, it's being conscious of the moment you're living in and being guided by the wisdom of our collective ancestors 
to the divine laws of nature. Right. Now, how this plays out in, 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 in what we call religion, I'll give you an example. Okay. See, uh, I'm a priest of Oya. Mm -hmm. Oya is considered to be an Orisha, which some people call a god, but there is no god called Oya. Orisha is a force of nature. In the Yoruba language, you're referring to something that is a force, a phenomena, a function in nature that has multiple ways of expressing itself. One of the ways the force we call Oya expresses itself, it expresses itself as change and process. So if I want to tell us, I'm going to do a metaphor about Oya, I would have to use something that represents change. So I would describe Oya as the wind, because the wind represents change. It blows away the stale, and it brings in the new. And so name this the metaphor in, in the Yoruba culture, but oh yeah, one of the metaphors is Tessie, uh saves the king, Shango. Shango, who's a king, represents the aspect of royalty in the human character, represents the courage to change yourself to a higher spirit, a better person. But once you get the courage to change yourself, that courage must do what? It must marry change. So Shango, the courage, the, the awareness of the courage within a human consciousness to want to change itself must marry change in process in that same human being's consciousness to go to the next step. And then now that Shango and Oya is married, the need for change, marrying change, then in the metaphor, the beautiful woman who represents change called Oya has to marry the god of war, the god of iron, Ogun. Why? Mm -hmm. Because Ogun represents transformation. You know, you take to get iron, you take a rock, and you put it in the fire, and you burn out the impurities, and you come with iron or steel. Well, that's the result of transformation. So the need for change, Shango, marries change in process, Oya, who then in turn becomes polyandrous and marries transformation as a result of the change, which is called Ogun. You understand okay. what I just said? Yes, yes. So that, this, this, when you understand how, you remember most people were not literate in the way we are literate today. Right. We read language. Very few people in the English circle did that. But they were literate in terms of the cultural tools that were used to teach fundamental ideas, principles, and concepts. And that's what metaphor and allegory and folklore were used to do. And that's where dance and drama and music comes in to help teach these concepts. So everyone in the society had an equal understanding of the fundamental laws of science, of the laws of nature, of a, uh, an understanding the cosmos, astrology, and astrology's knowledge and relationship to everything we did here on Earth. When you right. put all of that together, which should be called African sacred science, then you're talking about African spirituality or religiosity. Hey, BHM, this is Miss Yvonne, Reality Speed, right back at you. Um, I hope that you don't mind me abbreviating your initials or your name, your title, by giving initials. I'm sorry. But uh, again, like I was saying, um, I appreciate all that you're doing. I'm loving your uh, content. Today is Wednesday. I know that you have something for today, so I will be listening out for that. 
but I do like everything so far, you know, and I uh, just pl applaud you, you know, I applaud, you know, your message and what you're doing, yes, and, and again, thank you for welcoming everyone, making everyone feel, you know what I mean, um, welcome, basically, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, it all starts with self-love, you have to love yourself first in order to heal, in order to have unity, in order to grow, so with that being said, I love it. Girlfriend, I would like to shout you out in my book, if that's okay, call me in and let me know, you know, one way or the other. But yeah, so far, doing a very good job, and I applaud you very much. God bless.